That's right, damn it, we're back. It's Tuesday, let's go. Come on, let me kick a little game to you. Hey, baby, baby, let me kick a little game to you. Come on, let me kick a little so game to you. Speed baby, it up baby, a little let me bit. Kick a little game to you. Uh. I've been watching you, watching me, and I know you want it. Indy wants to sing Chili's part on, right there. I know you did. So man, that was a fantastic record. That was a B-side song from TLC's album. What album was that? Crazy Sexy Cool? It was the album yeah. with the um orange cover, like a it had waterfalls on it. That was a hell it had creep on it. That was a fantastic album. No, but that song is my shit. That was a B-side song. It wasn't even an A-side song on an album. It should have been. Thank you guys for tuning in once again to She and I. I am the host with the most B-Love. And I always have my very special host with me. Kick it! India Marie. I'm back. (laughs) I'm back in rare form. India Marie. So um, I want to go ahead and get right into it right now. Well, not with the topics, but thank you, everybody who wished me a happy birthday. Thank you, everybody who um, sent me messages on Facebook, Instagram. How does it feel to be 32? Pregnant pause. I like that. That was a good long pause. Who's 32? I just, why won't you embrace it? Embrace what? Anyways. All right. Thank you, everybody. Wish me a uh, 25th birthday the real way. Um, I'm telling you, Benjamin Button, disease is real. And for you who do not understand that Benjamin Button disease is real, shame on you because it is. So I'm 25. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, this year is the year that it kind of subsides and dies down. So next year... I might be 26 and I might stay there. It just depends on what the doctor says. You're ridiculous. Anyways, we had a good time. We had a good time. In Atlanta this past weekend for your birthday. Yeah, boy. Yes, sir. It was an amazing time. And we left Blake. We left the EP with his GP and GM. With his grandparents, so we kicked it. Um, I got we to did. kick it like old times. I'm not even gonna lie. That's the most fun I've had in the club in a long time. I didn't even get to enjoy my sleep. <laughs> I just, I didn't want no sleep. I, was too I wanted busy to party. Thinking Ooh, about blood. I got on that Red Bull. I drank four Red Bulls. No, you didn't. Not in one day. Let me get done what I'm saying. I drank four Red Bulls within a two-day span, and my sister-in-law told me about this drink at um, Smoothie King. King. It's called Celsius. I didn't know that I was indulging in a pre-workout until I drank it all. You need to stop drinking Red Bulls anyway. No. If you're going to keep drinking energy drinks, you may as well start back drinking alcohol. No, I ain't drinking. Speaking of, we'll get there in a second. We'll get you there might as well go ahead and tell them well, why you go, don't no, drink let's alcohol go ahead and now. Start. Well, let me, can, I, can I hit my button, please? During the week, we got deep. Chill. Chill. Let's talk on the podcast. 
what I See, India doesn't know how to let things breathe. Goodness gracious. Um, I was going to kind of marinate into this topic, but I don't think we since... need to marinate into it. Why not? Because we I had just brought it up. So you might as you may as so well just take an opportunity we're doing to talk right about now? it then. We're doing pre- show preparation live on the show. Well, that's what you get for not talking to me before we started the show. You know why I didn't talk to you before we started the show? Because I cook, clean, oh, breastfeed, give Blake a bath, give Blake a bath. <laughs> I did all of that Do you to want... make sure you could come in and have a fantastic evening. Barrett, thank you. That's all I want to do. However, oh, it's always an however. Since last we go. week that we were doing the podcast, all right, here we today. go. So, let so me we get had into multiple it. opportunities to talk about the flow of the show. I tried to talk about it in the car on the way back from Atlanta, but like you always do, your mouth was wide open and your eyes were closed shut, as always. Th- and it left way, me up to drive. You, people make time Ooh. for what they want to hmm. make time for. <laughs> Say that again. India, did the blog post come in yet? People make time for what they want to make time for. I'm trying to tell you a story. I'm trying to keep it real with the people. Anyway, let me go ahead and get into it. So, um, one of the, one of my favorite listeners um, asked me this question over the week. Well, during the week, I'm sorry, Aisha. She said, why don't you drink? And I told her, well, I said, do you want me to tell you now? Do you want me to tell the story on the podcast? And she said, I'll wait until next Tuesday. So, it's Tuesday, and here I go. Why don't I drink? Well, it's kind of a double-edged sword, but I'll give you the first reason. The first question she asked, did I drink? Yes, I did drink. So, here we go. I started drinking I hope nobody, nobody's listening to this that doesn't know the story already. But I started drinking probably when I was about, not drinking heavy, but as you all know, if you're from a small town and one of your friends get a little bit of facial hair, they can go down to the local corner store and get a six-pack of smearing off ice. That's what we were drinking at the age of about, I would say, 16, 17. Shout out to the homie Chris. He could go out to any corner store. He had a full face of hair and get a beverage. So we I was able to start drinking Smirnoff, ice the lemonade, that hard lemonade. Oh, it was good. Tastes like country time. I'm talking about listen. And we were drinking Snow Creek Berry Boons Farm. <laughs> So we were drinking Snow Creek Berry. Gas. Corona. Basically. We drank Corona and we drank Smirnoff. We did that um, probably from 11th grade until like 12th grade, something like that. And then, of course, when I got in college, I used to kick it with the homies. And shout out to my brother, Jeff, 
Shout out to LB, Juddy, T-Time, all the homies we stayed in Cummings, and a shout out to Frank. <laughs> Big Frank used to get back in the back of the Mustang, too. Frank played football. Shout out to the homie D. Uh, we all drank, right? So I had a car. I had a Mustang my freshman year at college, um, but I didn't drink and drive, so do not drink and drive. But I did used to drink to excess because the cash money motto is to drink till you throw up. Never play yourself. Um, but it sounds like you played yourself. No, I didn't. So I, <laughs> um, so I drank in college. Uh, my preferred beverage of choice was vanilla Coke and Bacardi Gold. Listen, vanilla Coke and Bacardi Gold is a hell of a mixture. So I used to drink vanilla Coke, Bacardi Gold, go out to the parties, or I used to get the um, vodka, the Smirnoff vodka, and Which the flavor kind, like the raspberry, and mix it in with oh, that gross. purity lemonade. Gross. Sh- shake it up. <laughs> you got a raspberry lemonade. Bye. So I drank that in college, and I drank, uh, well, my freshman year, I'm sorry, and I drank Corona. So now I'm here. I'm at my freshman year of college, first semester. So all of a sudden, I'm eating my dinner one night and I realized like, damn, my throat is on fire. And I looked in the back of my throat and I had these white pulse balls in the back of my throat. Pulse, pulse, whatever. I couldn't swallow. You doing? I'm glad you're correcting because you're not doing any any communication. This is your story, but you can still communicate. No, it's not. This is my. This is your story. This isn't my story. Back I have to nothing it. to say. So I had these white pus balls in the back of my throat, and I'm like, "Damn, what's wrong?" So I was going back to Mississippi from uh, Murfreesboro the next day. Um, for I think it was Christmas break. It was Christmas break. So um, I went back. I rolled with the home girl Valerie. Shout out to Valerie. Uh, and we stopped in Millington at her parents' house because we were going to eat dinner. Then I was going to wake up the next morning and continue on with my drive. So we did that. But when I pulled up at Valerie's home, her mom made this fantastic dinner and I could not eat any of it. I'm talking about I'm struggling to swallow water. So I'm like, damn, my throat is really messed up. Soon as I got to Mississippi the next day, I told my mom that I needed to go to the clinic. Boom. Now we are here. We're at the clinic. The doctor looked at my throat and said he thought I had mono. I didn't know what mono was. <laughs> I had to look it up. Said mono was the kissing disease. <laughs> now, like, goodness gracious. I got mono. I thought I had an STD. I know when several somebody, people in college that got mono. You probably was one of them. When somebody tell you not. you have mono, you automatically start to think about all of the girls that you've kissed in the mouth your freshman year. So you kissed First a lot of, all, of girls in the mouth? Kimmin. So we call it back in the day. That's nasty. Kim. You know what Kim stands for? Why were you just kissing? Kissing the mouth. Why were you just kissing girls like that? when you kiss a girl in the mouth, you show her your affection. And then you can give her that ultimate kiss later on. I think kissing is really disgusting. ultimate kiss. With people that you're not really into. Yeah, I don't really. Like I told you on the last couple of, I, I forgot what podcast. Kissing is overrated. But kissing is the precursor. Obviously, you was kissing a lot of people. All right, let me get back to the story. So (laughs) here we are, and I'm at the clinic. 
I'm sitting there with my mom, and I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I can't swallow. All right, doctor comes in, looked at my throat, said he thought I had mono, thought I had strep, but he needed to do a test. Went back, got the little swab. First of all, let me tell you about these Q-tips. These shits are so long and dry, and they stick them down your throat, and I'm like, listen, if my throat wasn't hurting, you just made it hurt by jabbing my tonsils with this long Q-tip. What's I don't the same test they cool. give you for strep throat? Nah, the flu. Without a way, it, it hurt a little worse. Anyway, so he gave me the, the test and all the tests came back negative. But these pus balls were not subsiding. So then he came back and he said, Barrett. I have to draw some blood from you just to make sure nothing is seriously happening with your throat. So I said, cool. Doc came back, boom, took the blood. I think I even went home because we had to wait for the test results. Went home. The next day, I got a call. The doctor told, well, my mom got a call. The doctor told my mom we needed to come back in to the clinic for a checkup. At this point, I got nervous as hell because usually when it's not bad news, they'll tell you over the phone. So I knew something was up. So um, my mom, she tried to be cool. We went back to the doctor. All right, here we are. The first question that the doctor asked me said, Barrett, do you drink? <laughs> and I'm like, why are you asking me this? Um, he said, no, I have to ask because something came back on your chart that was abnormal. So he asked again, do you drink? I looked him dead in his eyes and said, nope. Because at the time I was 18 years old. I said, no, sir, I don't drink. Not only was I 18, I was about a hundred pounds soaking wet. So I had been drinking a lot and I was just filling my liver up. But I could not tell my mom that because I didn't want her to bring me, pull me back out of school and make me come back to Mississippi. God knows I love to sip, but I just didn't want to go back. <laughs> so like I said, uh, he said, all right, well, I'll tell you like this, Barrett. If you drink, I would advise you to stop because your liver is failing. Now, at this point, I missed a, missed a huge point of this story. When I got there, I'm sorry, before he even asked me did I drink, they took more blood from me and ran more tests because he told me your liver was the first organ to go when you have a terminal disease. He tested me for hepatitis A, B, C, HIV, AIDS, cancer, you name it. I got a test for it on that day just because I didn't want to keep it a buck and tell the doctor that I've been drinking. It's beautiful. Not only had I been drinking, I did not drink water. Um, I didn't like the taste of water. I thought water was nasty. I didn't drink water so much so that Tahitian treat from Walmart was like, I think, $1.99 for a 12-pack. All we drank in my dorm room my freshman year 
where Tahitian treats and power aids. One, this is going to be a horrible, horrible thing I'm about to tell y'all. One day I went to the restroom and what color was my urine? That's disgusting. Yeah, I know. It's red. I thought I, well, I thought I had a UTI. I don't know what I thought I, I had. I don't think no was, UTI going to give you red pee. Man, I don't, so it wasn't blood. It was red though. But anyway, um, so I forgot the most important part. My liver enzymes were inflated. So that's why it's basically to make a long story less long. My liver enzymes, they were inflated. Your liver enzymes are supposed to be between 60 and 80. Mine were literally 600 and 800. They tested me over and over again to the point where my liver enzymes got up to about 700. And I think about one point they were like 70950 or something like that. Also, not only was I not drinking water, not only was I drinking alcohol, not only was I drinking Tahitian treat, I was drinking creatine with power aid. I didn't drink creatine with water because, like I said, I was about a hundred pounds and I was trying to bulk up for the ladies. Ooh. <laughs> I was really doing all this for girls. This is where I figured out I need to straighten the hell up. At this, at this point in my life, 2005, January, December 2004, uh, January 2005, I figured that my life is about to spiral out of control if I don't straighten the hell up. Um, so I had to stay at home for like longer than I really would have liked. Uh, I, think, I think I stayed at home for about two weeks after everything was done just so the doctor could continuously to run tests on me just to make sure that my liver um, was okay and it wouldn't, it wouldn't kind of elevate again. It finally got back down to about 200 and 300, something like that. And the doctor let me go back to school. At that point, I told myself I'm not, Drinking any alcohol. I'm not drinking any creatine. That was a lie. I'm not, uh, and I'm going to consume a lot more water. I do all of those things now, and I don't drink. I don't think it's worth my life because I feel like that my liver could elevate at any time because they didn't find like a cause. I kind of Figured, I knew what the cause was, um, <laughs> but they didn't know what the cause was. So well, wait a God. I don't drink. That's why I don't drink. I haven't had a drink like a real like I haven't been drunk or anything um, since 2000 and since 2004. I decided well, not to drink at that point. Give it up for me. No, no. Well, that was a, yes, that was yes. A 15 minutes. Through. I'm sorry, y'all. Yes. I didn't give it up for you. But you did get drunk. When? One year for New Year's. Mm. So I was on that Moet. We were in Mississippi. Because we always spent Christmas in Mississippi. Yes, we came sir. back to Nashville for New Year's because I just refused to spend New Year's in Mississippi. And we were supposed to go out for New Year's. Well, Bear used to get car sick. <laughs> Just about every damn time we took a road trip. Hey, you let the people think I'm a baby or something. And uh. we came back to Nashville. Sure enough, you were car sick. 
Ooh, you weren't feeling well. Hurting, stomach hurting. So we couldn't go anywhere. No, so that I was night, hot. You felt bad because Pissed. I had to be stuck in the house. And I'm you trying was to like, show my lady a good time. Forget it. I mean, this was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a like, long time ago. Forget it. We're going to turn up in the house. So you went to the liquor store and bought a bottle of Moet. <laughs> and you drank it with me. And what did I mix the Moet with? You remember? I remember. Gatorade. Oh, a Gatorade Moet. I call it Mo Gator. Mo Gator. <laughs> so I'm telling you. So if there was, you no, ended up being drunk because I think you ended up having like three glasses of it because you just kept drinking it. Because I thought the Gatorade was cutting the alcohol level. So I just remember that night you was like, I don't want to feel like this no more. <laughs> You was so sad. Yeah, that was that wasn't a good night for me. That was a bad one. So yeah, beer doesn't drink. I do not drink. <laughs> no, I don't. But hey, I always encourage other people to drink because I don't need to drink. I drink Red Bull. That's all Clearly you need. Clearly from your personality. It gives you wings. We know that you don't need to no, drink. No, sir. All you need is that Red Bull, baby. Pull you through. Get that Red Bull in the system, you will be the life of the party. I would ask you more questions about this Red Bull business, but I feel like we need to move on. Oh, I used to drink full throttle. I'll tell y'all that too. So, everybody who wants to know me deep, I used to drink full throttle, and my Neos would bring me full throttle because I was a good guy. So, shout out to my Neos. Shout out to my Neos for bringing me full throttle. You guys are amazing. I love you guys. Um, Anyways. So let me end this story by saying I don't drink. Uh, I don't. I will have a shot of Red Bull at the live show. So make sure if you haven't, there are, I think, maybe what, five tickets left for the live show. Five. So go out there and the five more people. RSVP. That's all we need. Five more people. Let's sell this thing out, people. Let's do it together. All right. <laughs> you got a story you want to share to you about your life? I don't. Not like that. I'm do deep. you what you want me to share? Like a life story? I no, mean, I'm I, deep. I, really, I, I, just, I, I want really... the people to get to know me a little better. So people who don't know me, like only, Aisha is my best podcast. The friend. only thing she that needs I can to know say this. remotely like that is that I have to chew my food really well. <laughs> <laughs> Because she got a baby throat, y'all, and I'm trying to help I her. I was born with a stricture in my esophagus, and I'm be trying to stretch her throat out, but you know, and you bear. know, <laughs> and the whole mm, stretch it out. Like my throat is a lot smaller than the average person. <laughs> oh, boy, and the reason amazing. why I even know that is because when I was about four. I kept throwing up my food. It was probably three or four. I kept throwing up my food because every time I would eat, my food would get stuck. And so I ended up losing a ton of weight. Like you could see my ribs. And so my parents ended up taking me to Le Bonheur and they ran a test and some x-rays and found that. So the stricture in my esophagus, there's like an extra little pocket. On my esophagus. And I had swallowed... swallowed. This is disgusting, by the way. I had swallowed a penny. So you had a penny a penny bank in your throat. Your throat was a penny bank. <laughs> Not a piggy, but a anyway, penny bank. 
I had swallowed a penny and that penny had gotten stuck in my throat in okay. that little pocket. And that's why I wasn't able to swallow my food. I feel like you so, just want to hide your money from people. So you put it in your throat no. pocket and not your real pocket. So there's no telling how long the penny had been there because I had been like throwing in my food for a long time. Because like I said, every time I would try to eat, all, it would get stuck and I would go to the restroom and I would make myself throw it up because it kept getting like it would literally be stuck sitting in my throat. Who puts pennies in their mouths anyway? Kids. Only, Kids pick up stuff off the floor and put it in their mouth. The only pennies we put in our mouth are the wrinkled type. Wrinkled pennies. You're disgusting. All right, so let's go ahead and move this get to know Indian, get to know Barrett show right along. And who is Barrett? Get to know B Love. Get to know the show right along. So, are you ready, India, for what's about to happen next? I'm ready. Here we go. Now, unqualified advice from B Love and B Love's relationship. So, this week, because of a great suggestion from a wonderful listener, shout by out the to name the homie of Frank. Frank. He suggested that we switch roles for this show. He said so, switch roles for the whole show, but India said, I don't want to lead. Anyways, so that's what we're doing for this segment. So I have the relationship, the relation tip. What is the relationship anyway? The you relation tip like, today and. I'm going to shut up. Barrett has the WWID. <laughs> but, you, but you have to do it like me. So go ahead. What do you mean do it like you? What would I do at this point? You have to do it like I would do it. So get into the tip. Well, anyways, so my tip is for the ladies. And it is you don't always have to have the last word in an argument. And the reason why I say that is because. Look at God. That was something that I struggled with. A lot. So I'm you right now, and, and I'm going to do what you do. probably still struggling I agree with, with that, India. No, you're not going to do that voice this whole time. It's the India voice. It is not. Anyways, like I said, you don't have to have the last word for every argument. Sometimes you literally have to get in your little Duval bag and say, <laughs> I'm living my best life. I ain't have to go back and forth with you niggas at all. Suckers. So, <laughs> because sometimes it's just not worth it. And I feel like when you're arguing, when you're arguing, a lot of times it is important to get that last word because for some reason you feel like if you have the last word, you won the argument. But sometimes, what? Do you disagree? Yeah, I'm, no, I agree with what you're saying. Oh, yeah, I agree. You, no, what were you about to say? So, I mean, a lot of people think just because they, mm, it's going to cut into mine. A lot, this, this, we didn't even talk about this, but they work together perfect. Um, a lot of people think that having the last word and talking louder when you have the last word. See, means, nope, that was a shot at me. That was a shot saying? at me. And then, no, I, I'm not necessarily trying to talk loud. I have a naturally loud voice. So I can't wait I'm not to trying to out talk you. It's just we're talking, and sometimes when we're arguing, I'm very passionate about what I'm talking about. Mm, sound like something else I'm about to read in a second. 
Go ahead. Get down with your relationship. <laughs> I mean, that was my tip. You don't have to have the you don't have to always have the last word. And like I said, I felt like it, when we used to argue in the past, right. it was like I'm about to win this damn argument. Like, but why should you like, about what? to listen to what I'm? You're about to listen to what I'm saying. So, what did you and, get out of winning? You didn't win a Super Bowl. You didn't win the lottery. What did you get by feeling like you had to win the argument? Personal victories. And what did those get you? I told that nigga. That's what that's how you felt. <laughs> No, we call those in my hood. But it wasn't just me. Moral victories. It wasn't just moral victories are for minor league coaches. Anyway, shout out. It to wasn't Jay-Z. just me because sometimes you you you'll be passionate listen. about something and go back and forth with me about it, and you know, and sometimes I'd be like, you know what, Bear, I'm, Bear, I'm done talking about this with you. And what I, things I say for that sure. a lot, Bear. I'm done talking about this with you, and then you keep poking. Poking, poking, poking. One thing's for sure, two things for certain. I don't care about winning winning an argument, and I definitely don't care about having the last word. You may not, but that's not what it always appears to be. Most of the times when we argue, I'm relatively quiet. No, if you're quiet, you're not arguing. So it means you're arguing with yourself, right? I'm never arguing with myself, Barrett. Hello? Do we need to turn the VMAs off? I'm looking at the VMAs. I'm you trying to figure just out. looking at the VMAs. I look away because you do argue with yourself like you're doing now. I'm not arguing with myself, man. Wendy, what it's... are you doing? Where? Okay, you know what? I had a chill. Let's talk about it on the podcast. But <laughs> I decided that I wasn't going to say it because it's something that you do that really irritates the, the living crap out of me. Get into like, it then. How you going to just interrupt my you know interrupt we your have... relationship? We have communication issues. Okay. Talk about it. You don't know how to properly express yourself like a lot of other men do. And then sometimes Mm. when we're talking and you just shut down and don't like to, you don't want to talk about it. Or you'll have something on your mind and you'll be like, you know what? And then you'll be like, never mind. What does that do? Because to me, let me tell you something. Because at that point, you've already. Acknowledge that there right. is an issue right. that you have something on your chest that right you need on. to get off, right but on. you're deciding not to talk about it. So then that leaves tension because I want to know what you what, what how you feeling, but you don't want to tell me how you feel. Because see, my thing about it is, if I tell you how I feel, is it going to change the way you feel? Possibly. Possibly not. I know nine times out of ten, if I express something to you that is upsetting me, I know, like I said from a previous podcast, that we're going to go tit for tat. For example, if I tell you, India, why did you leave your breast pump on my computer? You would say something like, the same reason why you left your shoes on my bag. You would say something Bad. like that. That's the things that, you that, do. So, that, but that just happened today, and that's not what I said. <laughs> that, I, exa- my breast that, pump that was sitting exactly, on top. My breast pump was sitting on top of your computer. You asked was. me why was it on top of your computer, I and I, I said, "Is it breaking your computer?" That's what you said. Yes, 
So I'm so like, so we we didn't go tip for tat. But what you did was you deflected. Not only did you because it say, wasn't that big of a deal to me. But to, exactly, it wasn't <laughs> that. You so saw you doing it. It wasn't that big of a deal to you. It wasn't, and but I felt like that wasn't me, the appropriate time to bring that up. Why? Both of me and you been been running, moving like crazy. As soon as we walked through the door, Dylan okay. was like trying to get him settled. I sit down to feed him, and you asking me about the damn breast pump, Barry. If it's that big of a deal, just move the breast pump. I did that to let you know, don't do it again. That's all I did, and I didn't but you, fuss uh, about you didn't it. Even what know did I that, say? You don't. You don't even know if I did that on purpose or not. See, the thing about you and I is. I'm way cooler in a, just about every situation than you are. I simply said, India, why is the breast pump on my computer? That's not and what you said. Of, That's not what you said, Barry. You well, started with an attitude. I... You were very aggressive about your <laughs> statement. <laughs> You're lying. I'm not lying, Barry. Why are you always lying? Are you always lying? Say what you want to say. No, say what you want to say. India, you are lying you on the love You had an aggressive right tone now. about you when you said it. Okay, even if I did have an aggressive tone, why did you have to have an aggressive tone back with me? Why couldn't you be the big person Don't present say, to me. Oh, bear. <laughs> let me tell y'all, see what I'm saying? Listen. India, India talked herself into Barry, a hole right now. I'm not talking myself into you no are. hole. And I'm not talking myself into are, no though. hole. Go ahead. I'm not. Go you going to bring negative energy to me and not expect to get it back? I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but See you know me. You know saying? me. I, I, I do know you. You know my triggers. Put so why would you trigger me like that? I'm not triggering you. You're triggering yourself. You did. How did I trigger you? I felt like that, that was nothing to be aggressive about. If it was I that big of a deal, then you should have just said aggressive. You should have said, India, you you set your breast pump on top of my computer. And I would have been like, oh my bad, I didn't mean to. Because I oh did I god. didn't mean to. Oh my god. That's so, not how you said it. Somebody wrong. Somebody wrong. I said, India. Here you go. Why is your breast pump on my computer? Ooh, that's exactly what I said. Itch on my ass. You make my ass itch again, Barry. Barry, that's not what you said. That's attitude. not how you said it. Well, you know what? I tone apologize. is everything. Don't be looking at me like that. I know the tone is everything, and I know that my tone can be very aggressive. But in and that moment, it wasn't. So first of all, I'm way too cool. I'm like Frank Sinatra, Barrett. Dean Martin. Barrett, that's the thing. Jay-Z. These people that listen to this podcast know you as, as this very nice and polite person. I see you 24-7, Barrett. I know you can have an attitude. You had one then. I don't, though, but I really don't have an attitude with you. And I don't want you to, first of all, taint my image. And that's what you're doing Ta right now. You, what? You take my image every episode. Every episode is something that <laughs> India has done. Well, the way you're acting, the people kind of seeing it right now. And the people also see you provoking me right now. What am I doing to provoke you? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Somebody help me figure Ooh, this out. Oh, wee. Oh, wee, Beard. Pregnant pause. Either way it go. Yeah. And you know what? You was about to pull a tip for tat on me the other day, which is really the reason why go. this conversation <laughs> even go. came about. 
You see what you do? The other day, no. Let me tell you, no, this, no, is no. What, this is what women I'm not do. Done, and I'm, I'm, I'm about to go I'm here not right done. now. Go ahead. I'm not done. Go ahead. Like the other day, when I was over at the kitchen sink the other morning, yep. your ring was sitting on the counter and I accidentally knocked it off and it fell on the floor. And I was like, dang. I was like, I knocked your ring on the floor. And you said something, and I was like, well, really, your ring shouldn't be sitting on the sink anyway. And you did one of your things. You was like, you know what, India? You know what you, should be, you shouldn't do? And I was like, what, Barrett? Leave your car in the driveway. And I, I said, what, Barrett? What did I say? Nothing. Because I didn't want to argue. Because that's you. Nothing. Exactly. How, did, how does that solve issues? It solved the issue because if I said what I wanted to say... Well, then you shouldn't have never started the conversation, period, Barry. You that escalated quickly. You shouldn't have never answered me by saying, you know what you do, India. You shouldn't have never said that, period. No, because I thought about doing something, but then you know what I did? I had enough self-control to pull back and say, Barry, that's not the right thing to say at this moment in time. So you know what I did? Because at the end of the day, I your, your ring to... shouldn't have been sitting on the kitchen sink. You know, do you know why my ring was sitting on the kitchen sink? Because you were washing the bottles. Again, Bear, you think you what? Do you do you need special recognition for washing the bottles? I cook, I clean, I wash. Do you need special recognition for that? When they go low, we go high. Shout out to Michelle Obama. What, but why are you saying it like that's something that you... No, I'm not saying it like that. See, you messing my flow up right now. You came and now you took over the podcast because I let you do the B-Loves relationship. Now you think you're in your argument bag. But I'm not going to sit here and let you slander the things that I do. No, man, because okay? this is another prime example of you not liking to talk about things. It's okay. It's okay. It just means you got some growing to do, Barrett. We'll get there. I think one we day. all have growing to do. It's just not going to be today, obviously. I think we all have a little bit of growing to do. We do. We but, do. I know I still have issues, but I'll yes. admit that. You the one who over here acting like Perfect Patty. I'm not Perfect Patty. I'm in the pursuit of perfection. Like we all should be. We all should be pursuing perfection. No, Now, the only thing I did wrong at the time... When I asked you to take your breast pump off of my computer, was maybe saying it with a little bit of hostility. Should I have done that? I said maybe. I don't know this for sure because it was hours ago. But Should I have done that? <laughs> no. Oh. And I apologize for doing that if that's how it came off. But I still want your breast pump. Off of my luxurious items. And that's Barry, all I, that I'm saying. But the, exactly. Say what you say and mean, mean it. I said that and I meant that. But you said it with an attitude. Well, I which apologize. Was unnecessary. So we need to work on communication, right? Yeah. Both think, ends. Um, it's like 70-30. But okay. No, Bear, It ain't no 70-30. The issue is I'll sit here and I'll talk about my issues. <laughs> you might not like the way that I express Ooh, myself to you. Any of us been on that hand. Damn. On that hand, You may dog. not like the way Ooh. I express myself to you, but I express myself. Yeah. So you don't have to like the methods, but what I have to say, it does come out. You, on the other hand, you don't say anything at all, and that's an issue. Like I said earlier... I don't think 
we should say anything when it's not going to be a solution to the problem. You have to talk through solutions, Barrett. Not necessarily when we can just let bygones be bygones. No, Barrett, because we on. live together and we around each other too damn much for that. We are around each other too much. You make my head hurt sometimes. And I've said the past three episodes that you make my ass itch. It's okay. We even. It sounds like to me you need some tough acting to acting. <laughs> it sounds like to me that you might have a yeast Barrett. infection. At the end it of the day. It sounds like to me you've been. At the end of, do you need to go to counseling? You know what we should do? I got an idea <laughs> for the show. I usually do this off air, but I'm doing it on air. I'm going to work on finding a counselor that will let us record a counseling session of her like counseling us. And we're going to put it on the podcast. It's going to be the therapy session. She and our therapy session. I'm going to work on that. You're probably not going to be able to find it. I might be able to find it. So I'm going to do, and this is is my promise to y'all. I'm going to work hard on finding somebody that can do a she and I therapy session. If any of you guys out there know of a therapist that would let us record the therapy session. And I I mean, I don't mind paying. I'll pay whatever it is, whatever an hour it is, because I'm not going forever. But I will pay if she will let me record or he will let me record the session. I think it's a fantastic idea. And I hope nobody steals it. So the only way it. you'll record, and the only way you'll talk about your issues, no. I'm not going to say issues. You don't have a lot of issues. You just have lack of communication. The only way we'll t- we can talk about lack of communication is if it's recorded. Damn Skippy. I want people to hear you are wrong on wax. I want somebody else to come in and say, India, you're wrong. Beard. I just want that. Boy, I tell y'all the truth. These girls ain't loyal. So, don't you just want validation? Yeah, I need validation like a credit score. We went to counseling once before. Need that Sam Honda. I need somebody to say, "Be loved." You were validated, Sam. I need somebody to give me that validation. But we we went to counseling before in that particular situation. I was right. No, I don't remember that. And no, no, no. We went to counseling one time, and shout out to the people who counseled us. They were on your side from the beginning because that, you reached out to them. Oh my goodness. Are you serious? So, everybody who listens to the podcast right now, I want you guys to do us a favor. Like I said, if you know any therapist, any counselor that will come on and let us record the um, session, I'll be greatly appreciative of you. And I'll even throw you a little finder's fee for doing that for us as well. A what? Finder's fee? Oh. What do you think? What do you think? I, <laughs> I did have the mic off the mic stand. <laughs> I got real comfortable right then. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, India, for bringing up that, letting the people know we have communication issues. So we are not perfect. Um, but we do have communication. You know what? I didn't, I didn't get them shouting out my birthday, man. Speaking of communication, um, we kicked it with Sydney. And Sydney has communication issues. What? I just had to bring it up. I just had to throw somebody else under the bus. That's all I had. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the thing. <laughs> I said they got 
communication issues now? The thing is, a lot of couples have communication issues. It's just different levels of communication issues. I feel like communication is the hardest thing to work through. And that's why a lot of relationships um, fail in general. Not even just like boyfriend, girlfriend, marriages, friendships as well. I feel like that's why a lot of relationships in general fail. Which leads me right into the next segment. Let her upgrade you. What would India do? This week in WWBD is brought to you in part by Red Bull. It gives you wings and helps you communicate when you don't want to hear what the hell your wife is talking about. All right. So as India stated, we are trading places. Stay tuned for part two. You been me, I been you. Boy, that usher was cold, wasn't it? That was the best song on that um, CD. Anyway, so thank you for the listener who DM'd me this question. Now, mind you, I didn't tell India about this question, um, but it was on the she and I DM. I checked it before she got to it. Here we go. Hi, India and be love. I hope you guys answer this question next week on WWID. What would India do? I listen every week, and I can honestly say you all get better and better. Plus, you make the workday fly by. That's all we want to do, make you have a good day at work. Question. I have been with my husband for seven years total, three years dating, and four years of marriage. Everything is going well, except the fact that he talks to me any type of way. When he gets upset, he gets loud and he curses a lot. She has a lot in all caps. He mentioned that he just has a loud voice and he can't help the way that he curses because he doesn't have an extensive vocabulary like I do. (laughs) It's one thing to be loud, but then he calls me a bitch on several occasions. He takes low blows as well. I don't want to leave, but I'm tired of being disrespected. Any advice would help. Thanks, y'all. Keep up the positive energy. Anonymous. Told me don't say the name. So, WWID. What would India do? I don't know, but I'm going to tell you what B-Love would do. So, um, Lady... I'll be honest with you. I think you need to tell him if he does not start respecting you and respecting the fact that you are his wife, you are going to have to take some severe measures in moving on with your life. Um, I do think, however, counseling, speaking of counseling, that may help you guys work through some things. But I never feel like your husband, um, anybody that respects you, should call you a bitch. Um, yeah, Andy? So oh, boy, she's thinking. There are certain things. Triggers. That I said in relationships that I would never deal with. Right? Right. Being called out of my name is one. I call you a vanilla wafer a lot. 
damn vanilla So wafer. in this situation, <laughs> um, it seems like it has repeatedly happened. Right. Um, Sound like I mean they've been I, together seven years. So in the seven year span, how many bitches has she been? Yeah. So you know, if she was a lot of bitches before they got married, <laughs> she. I you don't can't know. say it like that. <laughs> it's funny. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> if she was a lot of bitches, I'm serious. If she was a lot of bitches before they got married, then I'm not sure what could have happened between. The engagement in the actual marriage okay. to make you know, her think I'm that with the bitches was going to stop. Okay, okay. So, in that case, I would not have even said yes to the proposal. All right, but now that now she's, that she's said married, yes, right. That's what I suggest. Now I think that, that she's she married, right. she could try counseling, but honestly, like, like I said... Different strokes for different folks. Okay. I'm not dealing with it. You're not tolerating. I'm out the door. It's, no. It, so that, that's a deal breaker for you. That's a deal breaker for me. Yes. But how many you're times? Not going to sit, you're not going to sit here and constantly disrespect me, constantly call my name, call me out my name. I do not deserve to be called a bitch no matter what I say. Unless you say it like this. Hey, bitch. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> 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 Go ahead, finish, Queen. Yes, bitch, finish. I cannot take you seriously. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. At all. But yeah, I'm not dealing with it. I'm sorry. I mean, I guess in marriage, you're supposed to be together for better or for worse. Yeah, and this is exactly. So this is the worst. However, okay. I don't know at what point you had the better if he was already calling you a bitch before you got married. <laughs> How many bitches? It doesn't it's matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's, he's obviously said it multiple times. That's the thing. He said it multiple times. But he just told her he didn't have an extensive vocabulary. Listen, by all means, I am not taking up for this man. You know how many other things? You are taking up for him. You know no, how many other I'm names? Not at all. You know how many other names you can call somebody before you get to bitch? Yeah, you call him dirty tennis ball. You can call him a stank hoe. You can call him a slut bucket. You can call. Oh, you him don't a, have to call her anything because I'm she's your done. wife. You can say I love you, but I think you're full of poo poo. You can call him a skunk. Ooh, you know what? Never mind. We'll talk about that on on a later podcast. <laughs> we'll talk about that on a later podcast. Anyways. Yeah, you don't ha you don't have to deal with that. I f just because you said yes and you're married, um, I guess she has to decide for herself how many more times she wants to be called a bitch before she leaves. Right, but that's why she's asking me, or you, what would India do? What would Barrett do? Be loved do for some advice. And my advice would be. If you don't want to leave, or if you can't leave, if you are emotionally, she might have kids. They may own What do you a mean home. you can't leave? She might not want to leave because it may put a divide between the family. It may drive a wedge in the family. I don't believe in that. Okay. I don't. I feel like you shouldn't have to be forced to stay with somebody because you have kids. I agree with that, so you shouldn't have to stick around because of the kids, but... Some people don't subscribe to what we subscribe to. And some people may want to just go ahead and leave. 
I mean, sorry, they may want to just stick around and stay and wait until the kids get of a certain age and then depart. So I guess that's why I struggle because it's so say, for instance, he's calling you a bitch and your kids are only five and six. So you're supposed to stay in this unhappy, disrespectful marriage until they turn 18. No, I cheat. I'm playing. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. Give it up for me one time. <laughs> yeah, no. So um, you don't have to stay, my dear friend and my dear listener. But to your husband, he has to start treating you with some respect. So a question, a general question that he can ask of himself is, would he like it if somebody talked to his mom like that? Would he like it if somebody spoke to his sister that way? Would he like it if somebody spoke to his daughter that way? So he has some soul searching to do about himself because it's not you. It's him. And if he doesn't get his act together, I serious, seriously, I'm sorry, suggest you look at other means and you look at departing the marriage. I'm sorry to say that. But I really believe and I mean, look, look, counseling look could yeah. help him understand why he talks to women like that. It could be that he grew up in a household where his father called his mother a bitch to where he thinks that's OK. Or he doesn't have a good example of what a respectful marriage should look like. Yeah. Um. So in that case, um, you have some digging to do, but you're not, you're probably not going to be the person that's going to pull that out of him. Nope. You need a third party because what's going to happen is you're going to bring that to his attention and he's going to continuously to bash you right there. Like, bitch, ain't nothing wrong with me. I ain't going to no damn counseling. You need an intervention. You may need like his mom to come talk to him. Oh, you may need... <laughs> his um somebody like not his mom because you're not supposed to bring the parents into your business but you're also not supposed to disrespect your wife either so at this point you need to take some um extensive circumstances in order to figure this thing out no i don't think the parents should be involved i think you need a professional this is what I'm saying, but somebody needs to come in and intervene. She should not be getting t spoken to this way. So somebody needs to come in and intervene because, look, I'm not saying this is a gateway drug, but screaming and cussing can lead to what? Fighting. Exactly. Physical altercation. A physical altercation. Now, God forbid, I'm not saying that's going to happen. What I'm saying is, let's nip it in the bud because what I want you to do is to keep listening to the podcast. So I want you to nip this in the bud and not bring any physical altercation or any more bitches. I want him to treat you like a lady. Treat her like a lady. <laughs> Remember that song? Fantastic. So um, I had something else I wanted to get into. Running a little long. Can I go ahead and do it? And we can, we can do it quickly. How about that? Go ahead. What I want to talk about Nobody, now it's is... It's not like a, a written rule I that know, says but I we like, have to end it at one hour flat. I like, I like keeping it an hour. So, India and I, we were watching the show that a lot of people enjoy. 
We thoroughly enjoyed ourselves, and we need to watch the next episode when we get done recording the podcast. But we were watching Insecure. Mm-hmm. And the situation, well, it, it was last season, but let's get into it, because we are new to the podcast. So let's get into it right now. With Dro and Molly. Dro and his wife are in an open relationship. So Molly is starting to catch feelings for Dro, but she knew what she signed up for before she embarked on this situation. So when Molly asked Dro something about his wife, Dro said, what me and my wife got going on is none of your business. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> I stood up and clapped when that boy Dro, I, I, I said, Somebody give Dro a round of applause because he's exactly right. Listen, Molly, you understand what we have, what you and I have, is what we're doing right now. It probably won't go any further than this. So respect my boundaries when it comes to my open His marriage. His wife doesn't know that he's screwing Molly. Yes. I told you that. So India, Molly and Dro were childhood friends. Right. They grew up together. Right, but his wife—that's what his wife knows her as. India, this—he was at Molly's house early in the morning after he just got done um, smashing. His wife called him, and he had to get up and leave. So you mean to tell me he they have an open he, marriage, he right? Didn't say he didn't say I'm laid up in the bed with Molly. He said I'm in Molly's house. He had to say it was implied that he was laid up in the bed with Molly because they have an open marriage. Unless I skipped something in the episode. I think you did. I don't think she knows that Dro and Molly are screwing each other. But does she know they have an open marriage, right? His wife knows that. We don't know what his wife wife knows. I think his wife knows that. We don't know what his wife knows. Well, we're going to say for conversation points. He could literally just be saying that they're in an open relationship to get Molly's butt. He could, but I think that he and his wife are really in an open relationship. But we don't know that. For conversation point, they're in an open relationship. His wife does know that he's with Molly. Should does Molly have the right to ask him anything about his wife? No. No. What I do not like about Dro's character is that he became too possessive of Molly yeah, he had in a their key. relationship. <laughs> I said, my man, you got a key and you just gonna walk in somebody else's home like this? The key to the that place. That was a bit much. So you mean to tell me that he has the right to have the key to her place, walk into her place whenever he chooses. She specifically said we're either going to be friends or we're going to be just having sex. And you're still calling me as my friend. And I can't ask you about your wife. So you're the only person that can do whatever they want to do in this situationship we have going on. So you mean to tell me. That Molly isn't allowing these things to happen. She Molly is gave him the key. She, she she set these boundaries, and then he proceeded to be persistent enough to call her and ask her out. And what did Molly do? She decided she wanted to go out with him. Still, even after she set the parameters, she's 
allowing it. So help me it. understand. She's allowing it. So right, but yes. he he's not allowing but it. Straight they're up. They're both wrong. No, she's the only one wrong because he's not allowing it. He nipped his in the bud immediately. Soon as Molly said something about his wife, what's his wife's name? Nikki? Shit, I don't know. Soon as Molly said something about his wife, shut it down. Bam. Then you know what he did? Gave her a key back and dipped. Did you see his face of disgust when she asked for the key back? He couldn't believe it. But then... Because she took his power and then his feelings was hurt. No, he, she didn't say he took yes, her power she did. by saying, hey, hey, hey. Basically, what he told her was, my wife she is the to- most important person in my life. And you, Molly, are just a good piece of hot ass. But his feelings were still hurt when she finally because put maybe her foot he, down. Maybe he does have some feelings for her, but he let it be known in that moment that my wife comes first before the, you, so don't disrespect my wife. He's the disgusting prime example of men who want to have their cake and eat it too. But ain't this what you're supposed to do? Because cake's on the menu. <laughs> I want to have dessert for starters. And I'm really annoyed Can with... Can I place my order? I'm really annoyed with all the male characters on Insecure right now. Like, but they're I don't understand why. awful. I don't, my, I don't understand what your problem is with Dro if his wife does know about their open marriage. Because do you consider an open, an open marriage... Open and marriage so where two people are in agreement, husband and wife, that we are going to have an open marriage. Is that cheating to you? That's not cheating. Okay, good. However, do we know for sure that his wife knows that they're in an open relationship? Yes, I think we do. I don't think we do. Well, so until we, until, I need somebody, for somebody let us know, right? to let us know if his wife knows. Because if, if she doesn't does, know, okay. if, if his wife does know, then I file back. Thank you. But if she doesn't know, okay, then everything I say stands true. I still 100% agree with what I'm saying. Okay. And I even think, um, let's dive deeper. I even think that Issa, speaking of characters, Issa's character is also not a good character as well. She has a lot of character flaws. Issa has a lot of character flaws because she's, yes. She's sleeping on her (laughs) ex's couch who she still has feelings for. And then she gets mad at him because he's smashing other women. She didn't get mad at him. Oh, yes, she did. She didn't get mad at him. Yeah, she did. No, she didn't. Oh, my God. She didn't. So what did she do then? She didn't get mad at him. So what happened? She she told him how she felt. She was basically just saying that this is uncomfortable for me because you and I used to do this and I kind of still have feelings for you. But there was no animosity. There was no real hostility between them two coming from her end, I'm I don't think. letting you sleep on my couch in my house and now you want to come in and tell me what's uncomfortable for you? You know what's uncomfortable for me? Having to come in my house and see your lazy ass laid up on the couch sleep. She's not lazy. What? You know what I'm saying. I'm not watching the same show. You know what what I'm saying. She's not lazy. You know what I'm saying. What are you saying, baby? It's uncomfortable for me to see you sleeping on my couch. You know what he could have done? What could he have done? He could have said, "Go find you somewhere else to stay." But he's a good guy. He didn't have to let her. He's a stand-up man. 
there. He didn't have to let her stay there. He's a stand-up human being. I don't agree. We're going to have to agree to disagree because... In next episode, we're going to talk about something that happened on Love Is, too. Since you got me watching all these love shows now. No, like, seriously, he can't get mad because he said that she could stay there. If it was going to be uncomfortable for him or if he was going to want to live a certain way or whatever, like, you don't have to allow people to be in your space. He allowed her to be in his space. He did. For good measure. But he did that being a good friend, being a good human, being a humanitarian of philanthropy. And all she said was that she wanted a heads up when he was about to smash. But why do I need to let you know when I'm getting my... It's common courtesy. So I got to say, hey, um, India, sorry. It's kind of like if you have a roommate uh, in college. But I'm letting you stay in my... No, if I had a roommate in college, I'm, I'm beating that thing up. I ain't checking in with just my house. I don't have to check him. I don't have to say, hey, it's yo, Jeff. It's a shared space. It's common courtesy. I don't have to I don't have to do it though. It's common courtesy. But if I'm it's common courtesy if I'm smashing in the living room. If I'm in my own room, it's not common courtesy. He's in his own room smashing. There, but we we all saw how small that house was. So, me and you, I had a college roommate. Should I have let my um my partner Jeremy know every time. Hey, excuse me, uh, simp. I'm about to smash India. You might want to close your ears. She's a screamer. <laughs> That's different. How is that any different? I wasn't staying on your living room couch. Huh? Issa is just staying on the couch. Like but that's you, her bedroom. That's that was completely different. That okay. was completely different. And a lot of times in college. We weren't even there on the same nights that he and his wife were there. So that's, again, different. But you are now compartmentalizing what I'm saying and making and you're tailoring it to your situation in specific. You don't want to give that example. I know it was a broad example. What I'm saying is, no matter who your roommate is, you don't have to go in and, hey, say, hey, I'm about to go have sex right now. Close your ears or leave. You don't have to do that. It's my house, my space. I pay just as much for rent as you do. She's probably not even paying rent. She's not. She said that in the episode. Again, if he if he wanted to do that, she could he could have just said. No, I don't think you should stay with me. Mm-mm, this goes back right. to what we talked about on a couple episodes ago about what? men saying what they feel and and stop trying to think about people's feelings and stop worrying about hurting people's feelings. He's not worried about hurting her feelings because he's smashing his chicks. That's what I'm saying, Barry. All she asked for was a heads up. If he didn't want to do that, all he had to do was say, hey, I think it's time for you to leave. I'm about to, get you, I'm about to go let you smoke a black because you own one tonight. You need to go. You need to get. You need to get the edge off. Cause I don't I'm think you're fine. right. No, I don't think you're right about this. I don't think you're right. Usually, I kind of agree <laughs> with you when we get to the end of the podcast. But we we have come to the end of the podcast, and I don't agree with nothing you're saying. <laughs> I'm okay the only with thing, that. The only I'm thing okay that with I agree that. with today is your relationship, which is mine. And I, I gave her that, by the way, y'all. No, you Don't didn't. let her fool you. We didn't even talk. No, nah, I'm lying. Yeah, I'm lying. It was, a lie. it was a joke. It was a joke. And the only thing I agree with you on was your relationship 
and what you told the young lady about getting cursed out. Everything else's podcast has been a total lie and a falsehood. What, what do you want me to say, baby? We're going to revisit this on the I next I said episode. what I said. Obviously. It is what it is. So once again, man, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you made it to the end of the episode. One minute. What with one minute in? We're an hour in right now. I hope you guys made it to the end. Um, we have a lot more to discuss on this topic, and we'll flush it out a little more throughout the week. And I think we're going to do a short take this week. How do you feel about that? Let's do it. Well, we're doing the she and our short take. Wait a minute. It's this week. It's ugly. We, we, we'll figure it out. We're going to do a she and our short take. We might do it live from Thursday, the On The Run Tour. On The Run I'm Tour going Tour. to get my whole life. At this Beyonce concert. Nice, 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 nice. I just want to hear that song. The, it's the Beyonce First of all, concert. Here you it's, go. It's the Beyonce here we go. About to do this again. Jay Z concert featuring his wife Beyonce. No, 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 no. Thank you guys for tuning now. in. We'll see y'all on the short take side of the game. It'll probably be live from On the Run to tour um it might be live from shake shack it might we don't know we're, we're gonna do it we just don't know when or where so stay tuned for she and our short take and we will discuss insecure some more with you guys on there india tell the people where they can find you india.marie on instagram and india-marie.com i already asked you my question and so i'm gonna ask and Send your questions Coming where? Soon. Oh. Send your questions, questions, questions. questions. <laughs> Send your questions to www.sheandipodcast.com. Um, you can DM us if you're not already following us on Instagram. Follow us at She and I Podcast. Um, if you haven't rated us already on what? iTunes? iTunes. Yeah, please go ahead go and rate us. Rate us. We need five stars. We're trying to be on a new and noteworthy page on iTunes. So do the that. The more you guys rate us, the easier it is for people to find us and the more we pop up when people search <laughs> our category. But last week's episode was the most listened episode. So thank y'all for that, man. You guys are amazing and you guys keep Keep us going. My God, I love you guys. You can find me at BLove1911, sheandipodcast.com backslash events, RSVP for the last five tickets. And I think that's all. I think that's all. So what's up? without further ado, she, 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 I, she, I, 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 I,